day. That that intro should really be an audio illusion. It does feel genuinely longer each time. <laughs> it's like the the staircase that doesn't end. Yeah. There you go. That's fair. Or maybe it's like that that uh the Yanny Laurel thing and some people hear it really shorter. Oh my god, the red dress purple dress. Yeah, is it is it Yanny or is it red? You don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us oh your plan, Gorb, for this uh, or Zorb. Oh. This, um... Yeah, yeah, Gorb, tell us. Uh yeah, Gorb okay. All right. Gorb's been running on limited sleep. Um <laughs> What was the plan? I, I, don't worry, Gorb. I got it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Um, we it's it's a it's a hamburger flip Saturday, and yeah. we're we're doing the hamburger flip, which means we're gonna do little splitsies. Okay, let's get started. What's the question, <laughs> Gorb? Oh, I asked the question. Um, yeah. Uh, get ready for the hamburger flip. Yes. Uh, so my question is. What weighs more? Oh God! Um, we already know we're not. I'm not good with weight estimates. <laughs> what weighs more, a black rhino or a white rhino? I think those mm. are two different species of rhino. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. Either. How do I I'm answer curious. this question without coming across as insensitive? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Uh, What's your guess? What's your guess, Orb? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a gray area right now. Okay, I'm gonna pick white rhino. I feel like okay. those are extinct, so it might be hard to look up. But here we go. I got like, it. You I got can it. just Google average weight of the black rhino. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Here we go. Uh, one thousand eight hundred to three thousand one hundred pounds. Let's go with the the highest. You were right because the white rhino is five thousand one hundred. Indian rhinoceros, 4,900. Wait, wait, wait. So I won? Yeah, because you guessed white rhino, right? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. So I have 5,100. What was black Yeah, there rhino? you go. And then, if you go on Google, it's like top weight black rhino, top weight white rhino, top weight Indian rhinoceros. And then it just says the top weight for the Amur leopard. <laughs> Why are what we throwing him in there? What was the weight for the black rhinoceros? I'm curious. Uh, top is three thousand one hundred. Oh yeah. All right. All uh, right. You 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 won the rhino, the rhino clash. <laughs> yep. All right. Who's All going right. first? But the hamburger flip. Remember. Yes. Halfway so through, gonna... the story's gonna do a hamburger flip. Yes. Uh, so I'm gonna explain that a little bit more for the listener. I don't see why not. I, I mean, I don't see. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so I think the premise for this one is we're going to split the 22 minutes down the middle. One person will give the prompt. The other person starts the first half of the story. And then 11 minutes in, it switches and the other person... 11, 11. 11, 11. Double one. Otherwise, it's not a real hamburger flip. All right. So now I get to decide for this first story whether I go first or um, second. Yeah, well, whether you will start the first story or you'll start the second story. Yes. <laughs> don't don't get caught up in the flipping. It's a, it's a triple flip. Um, anyway, a... <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, let me give me the prompt. I'll start the first one. Let's okay, here we go. Off. 
All right. Uh, your the prompt for this story is um. You got your timer ready. Eleven. Eleven. Oh ready? yeah. Why was he flipping out? Ready, set, go. It was why was he flipping out? Okay. That's correct. Okay. Um. Why 11, was eleven minutes? <laughs> eleven minutes. Here we go. Why was he flipping out? Now, there's something I gotta tell you. Oh God! About Garen Stevenson. Oh no! Yeah. Oh so God! Garen Stevenson was by far the world's most respected entomologist, which is a person who studies insects. Sure. And he owned a impressive cattle ranch. Okay. Now, uh, Garen Stevenson, you know, he taught at Columbia School of Bugs, the top-rated the f- school for bugs in America. You know, it's not a frog university, but it's it's up there. What city is better to study all those roaches? So, <laughs> he Garen Stevenson taught at Columbia School of Bugs. He also owned a massive cattle ranch up in, you know, somewhere in New England where it's kind of flat. You gotta have somewhere to catch your bugs. Well, no, he farmed cattle. Was his thing. Oh, because you know he would take like a lot of sabbaticals, and people (laughs) thought he would be like researching. Wait, he's a professor? Yeah, yeah, he's the world's most prominent professor of bugs. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he also likes to raise cattle. (laughs) (laughs) You know, people don't have to be one note. They could be multifaceted. Everyone is multifaceted. Yeah, there you exactly go. Exactly like that's the lesson. It is the lesson. There's something deeper in that for all of us. Don't look for the theme, English teachers. It's already exactly, there. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's right in front of you. There was a third thing about Garen Stevenson, though. Oh, God. It was something that... Uh, I got so caught up, I forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's so many facets to Garen Stevenson. We all know Wanna that. Know what the third thing was, Sorb? What was it, Gorb? Garen Stevenson was a serial killer. Oh, I knew it. I mean, I did know it, but I have to react, right? (laughs) So, between his time studying bugs, being the best at studying bugs, and only best raising cattle on, you know, that farm in that flat part of New England. Yeah. can't really isolate it off the top of my head, but it's flat there. It's there. It's it's not mountainous. Not mountainous. Garen Stevenson spent his time mercilessly killing whom? Birds. That's not a serial killer. That's a hunter. No, 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 not not. I mean, hunter. we're not talking about the same Garen Stevenson, no, no, no. right, Gorb? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well. There might be a twist to what you what Garen Stevenson thinks oh, well, Garen Stevenson is doing. The, the, the earthly listeners don't know. Yeah, so don't we have know. to, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't, I know spoilers. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, so Garen Stevenson, he kills birds. Not in a way that's like pest control or, you know, you know, um, was it hunting? He believes they're government drones. So he's on a mission to kill all of them. He has his reasons. He does. And some may say, when all of these three individual parts of Garen Stevenson's life uh, collided, is when he truly began to flip out. 
Time check. <laughs> Seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so Garen Stevenson, it's like a it's a balmy, you know, summer <laughs> summer afternoon. He's just preparing. Is that a word, Gar? <laughs> it's a word. I mean, we've been over this. Look it up, Webster's. Um, balmy. So there's balmy. lots of bombs. It's, it's balmy. It's hot and humid. Is the definition. Whatever you say, Gorb. <laughs> it is a balmy summer afternoon. It's like late August. He's Mine just getting feels. ready. What'd you say? Nothing. Okay. Um, he's just getting ready to teach his his class on bugs. Yeah. As, as an entomologist, as a bug professor does. As a bug professor does, you know. And. You know, he's filling out his papers, getting them all organized, you know, you know, getting all his bugs organized in the other drawer. Getting his ducks in a row. Yeah. His, his bugs in a row. Uh, calling Manny, who, you know, is supposed to distribute like six cows to like a top rated, you know, uh, butchery at 3 p.m. Because he makes most of his money off the cattle ranch. Wait, um, did you say Manny? Yeah, it's Manny. Yeah. Who's Manny? He's the co-owner of the cattle ranch. Oh, okay. He's Manny Stevenson. It's Garen's brother. How do you not know that? Oh, I mean, come on. I'm playing. I'm playing coy, Gorb. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And time check. <laughs> five minutes forty-five seconds. Okay. And so Garen Stevenson getting everything ready for class, and outside of the window, he sees this little silvery glint. You know, it's kind of like a large atrium theater. His his bug class is highly well attended. Even people mm-hmm. who don't like study bugs go. His lectures are definitely legendary. That's he's very sure. charismatic. Um, he's got a way with the words and the bugs. Um, <laughs> but he's multifaceted. He's so so many aspects to Garen Stevenson. <laughs> um, and so he sees this metallic glint out the window. He ignores yep. it nothing you know he knows all birds are drones but you can't just go out there killing each one of them all the time yeah. that's how you man, a man uses his time wisely i mean yeah you can't have so many independent facets of your life you know uh without you know you put a weekend aside like exactly, a real yeah. man. it's time management 101 pomodoro technique yeah there you um, go. <laughs> so guarantees you the class um, yep he gives an enthusiastic lecture on the ways that centipedes walk. Um, mm. A lot of information class on that. Is, you know, just enamored. It's it's incredible. Yeah. You know, you you never knew you loved bugs so much until exactly, you especially when you see him imitate it. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's got like a you know, he's got like paper mache dolls and everything. There's a lot of puppets in his class. Shadow puppetry. Oh. Shadow puppetry, regular puppetry, marionettes, it's all over the place. Yep. Um, I love the part where he made you shoot the bugs from the stands. <laughs> well, they every uh, pre-exams, everybody plays this game called Stomp the Centipede, but you do it barefoot and they're venomous, so you have to be real careful and real quick. Hey, uh, he never guaranteed your safety, that's for sure. He's definitely got a lively, spunky energy as a professor. I mean, we both took his class. I mean, oh, we all, we're, we're probably not allowed to say that, but, you know. <laughs> so, Garen, class ended, <laughs> sees the metallic glint in the window again. And at yeah. this point, he's like, uh, what is that? It can't, be, it can't be one of those bird drones. They don't look so metal ordinarily until you cut them open. Um <laughs> 
So he goes. So you really cut him open. That's why he described the term serial killer. There's like a, a vivid, you know, visceral hatred of those yep. birds. Um, so he goes. That's why he likes bugs. You know, his his brother Manny. You know, he wanted to study birds, but no, Garen was like, they're robots. I got to go with bugs. The yep. true animal. Um, so Manny, anyway, I'm getting distracted. You're distracting me from the story. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Garb. Garen Stevenson goes up to the window. He checks it out. He like stacks some, you know, chairs together to reach it. Uses his centipede leg skills to climb to the top. Um, and he pulls out this little, it's like a little, it almost looks like a quarter, right? Okay. Sort of round and silver, a little metallic. And from where? Where does he pull it out from? Yeah, from behind the window, like you know, oh. opens it a bit. He, like opens the window and reaches yeah. around. Yeah, it's like dangling on a string, like attached to it. Mm. And he sees it. And he notices it. It's like one of those really old. It's, it's an old subway token, right? From when you had to use the tokens to get on the subway in New York. Mm. And on the back, inscribed in the metal, is written an address. Mm. Now. He's like, okay, that's weird. Like, somebody could have dropped it, but what are the chances, Two minutes. right? Yeah, two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. What are the chances somebody could have dropped it here, right? Like, you know, nobody knows I'm out here murdering robot birds. Yeah, it's, who it's just leaves weird. a coin on a string? Who leaves a coin on the string? Who has subway tokens anymore? <laughs> Aren't they all in museums? It's been many, many years. It has. Yeah. Most people are paying with their phones nowadays. So it, yep. he's confused. Um, but he's like, all right, you know, I'm going to, ha- I don't have an afternoon class. This address is not far from Columbia University. I'm going to go check it out. Yeah. So time check. Uh, one minute, 18 seconds. Okay. Let me know when I have uh, 20 seconds left. Okay. So Garen packs up, you know, he's walking out, you know, he puts the giant murder centipede hornet hybrid back in its cage um and he walks out the door he's walking to the address right and he notices it's eerie like the birds are watching him as they usually do you Mm -hmm. know you know people say garen was diagnosed with sort of sort of psychosis but he knows they're robots they watch the people who know closer yeah he knows he knows he's cut them open on many occasions all metal in there um especially the pigeons um yep Anyway, he gets the address, and he knocks on the door. Time check. 30 seconds. And it slowly pries open. You know who he sees inside, Zorb? Manny Stevenson. (sighs) You know what's on Manny Stevenson's face? What's on his face? Not skin, metal. Oh my god. I don't know if I'm supposed to wow halfway through, but I did. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, it's your turn now, right? Yep, here we go. Okay. All right, hold on. Let me get my timer set up. <laughs> get that 11Zs. I'm ready. I was born ready. 11, 11. Send me to. All right, go. Heaven. Okay, here we you go. Remember what the prompt is, correct? Uh, He flipped out. First time he flipped out. The first time he flipped out. Right. So some would say that this was the moment that Garen Stevenson broke. But it wasn't. He looked at Manny in the eyes. Well, what used to be his eyes. (laughs) 
He looked at Manny and his metallic goggles. <laughs> and he said, Manny, what are you doing? Manny said, it does, it's not what it looks like, Garen. It's not. And Garen, he looks at him and he says, I'm pretty sure it's what it looks like. <laughs> and Manny goes, I'm not a bird, okay? I just want to be one. I just want to live with them. I just want to destroy everything, Garen. Don't you want to destroy everything? And Garen goes, ah, no, I don't! And he, <laughs> and he puts his hands around Manny's throat and he's squeezing. And Manny, Manny goes, Manny goes, I just want to get them. And he goes, you're not going to get them. And Manny goes, I'm going to get them. And Manny, and Garen goes, I'm not going to get them. They don't know even who they're talking to. <laughs> okay, all right. And then Manny, he dies. Oh, metallic windpipe crushed. And Garen, you would think this is the moment that he breaks, but it's not. But let's just say it 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 weighed on him, right? Mm-hmm. What did he do afterwards? Did he go back to class for his afternoon class? or He he investigated. Okay. He did go back to class afterwards and he taught, you know, that one notorious class, but we'll get oh, there. Oh, God, not that one. And he found Manny's journals, right? Ooh. On the front, it says cow taxes. <laughs> he just trusted him. <laughs> cow taxes. <laughs> he opens it up and he goes, what is all this? <laughs> Inside schematics, right? For how to build pigeons, how to build doves. Schematics are pretty similar for those two. There how were to other build, birds as well. <laughs> how to build crows, grackles, how to build like these are know. all pretty similar in shape, I hate to say. I mean he's you know. Manny was one of the first build, bird builders, mm-hmm. right? He had to, you have to start somewhere. also subtly worried that the IRS may be after him? Because it's clear that Manny was not paying the cow taxes. <laughs> the IRS are in on it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> because when he flips to the back page, it says, email me, Gary at IRS.IRS.com. That's their, <laughs> that's their web address. Okay, all right. So, you know, Garen is, he's distraught, right? He always, you know, he would always turn, like, bring Manny aside and be like, you know, I've opened up these birds. They are all I've looked inside of them. There's something wrong. And Manny would always be like, why the fuck are you looking inside birds? You freak. And Garen would be like, dude, like, I just saw one, like, one ran into the window, and I, like, you know, I didn't look inside of it, but I, you know, I picked it up, and it was heavy. (laughs) It was heavy. I was like, why is this bird so fucking heavy, you know? And Manny's like, dude, nobody's gonna fucking believe you. Like, just just chill out. You're, you know, here's, you know, we'll get you to a psychiatrist. We'll get you covered, okay? And Garen, you know, he, he loved his brother. He believed him. Mm-hmm. Thought he was paying the cow taxes all along. What a mistake! Oh. How much time do I have? 
You got uh, six minutes, 30 seconds. Okay, great. So, Garen, he's distraught. He, you know, he's he's recalling all these times, all these conversations he had with Manny in his head at the cow farm, you know, hanging out with Bessie, <laughs> drinking milk. <laughs> As one does on the cow farm. <laughs> using the cattle prod on each other. <laughs> and, you know, Manny never seemed to mind the shocks. He per- like he would get shocked and he would react like a second too late. You know what I mean? Interesting. Because he was metal. Oh, from birth? Well, he's he's get he's what's his name? <laughs> Garen and Manny. I almost called him Gavin. <laughs> Garen is he's getting into the deep pages of the Cowfax. Or the cow tax. Cow tax is a different book that he gets. Yeah, that's kept, a different notebook. It's on the right side. Which is under it, and he gets into that later. <laughs> but, you know, he basically, it's Manny's journal. Mm-hmm. And he turned himself into an android, right? Mm-hmm. It details all the different times that he would remove one of his body parts and mm-hmm. turn it into a robotic body part. Until by the time that Gavin took him, or Garen. Garen, yes, Garen Stevenson. <laughs> Those names are similar. <laughs> he, in, until he took him out, by the time he took him out, he was full robot, right? But he was still able to kill him by strangling. Yeah, he was. He he destroyed his memory card. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Which is located in the throat. Not a good spot to put yeah, that. No, yeah, you could have put it in your like Achilles heel, but you know. They're better at designing robot birds. <laughs> they haven't really mastered the people yet. So he basically comes to find out that like there's this secret society that actually did kill all of the birds and re- or any birds they find and replace mm-hmm. them with robots. Now, what do you think those robots were doing, Gorb? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Taxes? Eating bugs. <gasps> Eating oh. bugs. That was what made Garen suspicious in the first place, because who pays more attention to bugs in this world other than Garen Stevenson? Mm-hmm. Nobody. Yeah. Bug He's populations were going down across the world. No one seemed to be concerned. Less mosquitoes? Sounds great. Not to Garen Stevenson. <laughs> Okay. Eminent world's eminent entomologist. <laughs> so he he's walking back to his next class he has to teach. All this information is running through his head, right? And he basically he 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 comes up with the bug replacement theory on the spot. The bug replacement theory that we still use today, right? Mm. What what is that theory again? Um one bird minus bug Equals Bird. 90. 90. 90? Oh, okay. 90 degree angle. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll elaborate. <laughs> How much time do I have? You have three minutes left. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So he basically, he, he lines that out. And it sounds as crazy as I'm sure it does to the Earthlings right now. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. But this is common logic to intergalactic species. Yeah. One bird minus bug equals 90 degree. That's correct. Yeah. So Garen 
this is when he starts to go dark, okay? Because his solution, what do you think Garen cares about more than bugs? Bessie? Uh, nothing. Oh, I, oh, poor Bessie. <laughs> <laughs> so he releases his genetic experiment. Mm. What is his genetic experiment? Sorry? The carm, carm, the carm cycle, creamy wasp. Oh, and that ravages all of Hawaii because they're attracted to vol- volcanic activity, right? So they basically everyone on Hawaii dies because of this insect, mm-hmm. and that's Garen is notorious for that. Mm. did it affect any other volcanoes you know like yellowstone or most of the south america well, he Caribbean. thought he was doing a good thing when he released the, the baby 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 boob <laughs> the baby boob flies. the baby, the baby boo-boo flies and we all know what happened with those okay yep. they would take people's heads and replace them with their own okay that's how he got the Gabakins, and they had to move to a different planet. And I don't even like looking at how they eat. <laughs> okay. But this is when he really flipped out, okay. right? right how much time it. do I have? You have a, a minute and one second left. Okay. He needed to turn himself into the Fly Lord. Okay. He <laughs> took one bird. He took. Minus bug. Minus bug. And he turned himself out 90 degrees. Plus a little bit more formula, but we don't need to get into the specifics. And Flylord launched himself into space and began that aforementioned species. The Gabagoo begins. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And he, (laughs) he still is an abomination. Upon all of intergalactic species. Wow! Oh, woo! <laughs> 11 seconds left. <laughs> hey, that's good. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. <laughs> oh. oh, man. <laughs> I like how it started grounded. <laughs> yeah, you, you, once you started throwing the karma cycle wasp in there, it kind of took a different turn. It started to weave a bit. <laughs> All right. It's game time. Round two hammer. 11 minutes on the clock, and then I'll finish it out. All right. right. Are you ready for your prompt, Zorb? I'm ready, Ingorb. Your prompt is to tell me about the crustacean who saved Christmas. Go. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. 11 minutes on the clock. Uh, We start out at Phillips seafood fry very famous restaurant in um montgomery alabama oh phillips yeah it's classic phillips seafood fry Mm -hmm. now what they don't tell you about phillips seafood fry is that philip is not a human oh okay humans on earth do not know this about phillips seafood fry Mm mm-hmm does Philip like interact with the humans and you know the human? Oh yeah. Human? Okay, all right. You know, he, he might appear like a person, 
to the average, you know, walker by, mm -hmm. passerby is the normal ter normal terminology thing. You know, the people who go to Phillips Seafood Fry. The, the, the patrons. Yeah, the patrons of the best seafood restaurant in Montgomery, Alabama. Yes. Which I'm not sure if that's on the coast, but continue. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's true. Because he has plenty of tanks in the back of the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Because people approach this restaurant, you know, we've all been there. But of if you course. approach this restaurant from the front, it looks like it's basically, you know, it looks like a repurposed IKEA more or less, right? In size as well? In yeah. size from the outside. Okay. But they only let you in a small room in the front. Like where they sell the hot dogs at IKEA. Yes, but like where they sell the seafood at Phillips. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. So, I know. Uh, can we go back to how Philip is inhuman? Are we going to talk <laughs> on that? <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> we could, but we won't. Okay, for now. Not yet. So, patrons go in, they order one of two dishes, right? What are, what are the two dishes? There's the uh, purple, purple penguin. Ooh. Okay. All right. And there's the cranky crab, right? Oh, yeah. And no one ever orders the purple penguin. Yeah, I'm guessing for probably ethical or animal rights reasons, or well, you would think that it's penguin, but when they bring it out, I mean, you know, what's on the plate. What's on the plate? Is Nothing. It Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing. And you paid like $12. They kind of like use it as an initiation, right? Like, oh, he's gonna he's gonna order the purple penguin. He's probably never been here before, right? And then they bring it out and they're like, you sick fuck. <laughs> and then they bash your head into the plate and it breaks. <laughs> Drive you out of the town, yeah. You have to sign a, a like a, like a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> and then they put stickers all over your car that you hate penguins. Yeah, you know, it's all part of it. It's like I may it, have just had a bad experience the first time. It's not hazing. <laughs> anyway, when you actually order the cranky crab mm -hmm. and you get it, you know, it's brought out and it looks like almost like those Alaskan like crabs, right? Like like a, the, yeah, yeah, like, like the Japanese the deep yeah, sea yeah. crabs, right? Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. You pay 20 bucks. Yeah, and that's it's, a good deal. And it's one of those crabs. Now, let's get back to Philip. Yes. You know, if you were to walk through the door that leads into what looks like a repurposed Ikea, <laughs> you would find crab versions of the closest thing I could relate to is Oompa Loompas. Okay. Okay. It's similar in size, or are they the size of crabs? They are similar in size. They are similar in stature. <laughs> they are similar in their musical ways. Okay? Uh, oh, interesting. Okay. You know, one time, there was an information leak, right? Mm -hmm. And people come to find out that Philip is going to shut down. Right? He shut down Phillips seafood. It's gonna uh, be done. And oh. there are riots in the streets. 
Are there riots amongst the the crab and balupa workers? No. Oh, okay. But they can get employment elsewhere. I'm guessing. <laughs> Philip starts to, for the first time ever, send mm-hmm. what we both now know as special soup to the local restaurants in a. I say local, but it was across the United States, right? Mm-hmm. And if you were to, if you were to peel up your your special soup, your special seafood soup, mm-hmm. and the bottom of the lid smelled like what did it smell one, like? Like wonderful tiny. <laughs> What? Wonderful tiny trash. Oh, okay. But like a sweet trash, right? Then yeah. you knew you were a winner. But everyone's smelling their lids and it smells like candy or licorice. And they're like, I didn't win. I didn't win the special seafood lid competition. When they to- smelled the licorice, where they're like, hmm, I don't know if I want to continue eating this. Nobody seafood. ate the special soup, okay? Okay. Purely aesthetic. All right. How much time? Got four minutes and 50 seconds. Okay. Remember, you have to hand this off to someone at the end. Oh, I know. Oh, God. All right. So, basically, five winners mm-hmm. finally smell the sweet, tiny little trash, right? Like, it mm-hmm. smells like good trash. It's hard to explain, but when you smell it, you know. You know. It's not licorice. We have barley. Barley. A mm-hmm. sweet little innocent boy who just is, you know, his mom cooks laundry. <laughs> his mom what? <laughs> his mom cooks laundry. Oh. You know, all of, all of his grandparents just live in a vat. They live in a pit in their house and they won't get out. <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. Okay. Who are the other the other four guests besides Barley? There's there's the glutton. The glutton. What's his boom, name? Boom boom boombo. <laughs> boombo. Okay. And he just you know he he crab. was a regular. Okay. Mm. He would order the purple penguin and eat the plate if you know what I mean, right? He Rabbit went through like ten of those crabs a day. Yeah. Now two of them died on the way because <laughs> they ate the special soup. This is, this is really only three. Okay, There's you weren't bar- you weren't supposed to finish the soup after sniffing the lid. <laughs> I mean, it had the warning on there. I don't know if they can't read, but whatever. It was okay. cleared with the FDA. Um, yeah, who's the third? Who's the third? So there's barley, there's Boombo, and there's um, there's uh, tapioca. Ta- um, tapioca chili. Ta- tapioca chili flakes. Uh, does does he or she have a nickname? That might be easier. No, that is her stripper name, <laughs> and she is forty-five years old. Okay, okay. Well, the right, two so... others are children, but the winner could be anybody, right? <laughs> yeah, obviously. I um... mean, I, I don't know why children always are winning competitions in other like copyrighted. Forty-five-year-old strippers have just as much a right to yeah. win. So tapioca chili five. flakes gets there, and she's like. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm here. Barley's like, uh, I'm glad to be here too, you guys. I'm so happy. And Boom Bobo, <laughs> or whatever his name is, 
He goes, I need more crab, cranky crab, please. So they, they get into the factory and Philip mm-hmm. Philip leads them in. And there's something, you know, Barley's a little more in tune than everybody else. And he's like, there's something off about Philip. He doesn't seem to be moving like a normal person. But whatever. So they get in there and mm-hmm. the 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 crabby the crabby krumpas <laughs> they begin the their song. Yeah. How much time is left? <laughs> you have a minute and fifty seconds. Oh god, I was hoping there was five seconds left. <laughs> The Krabby Krumpas begin their song, you know, they're like, Krabby Krumpa, you want to eat Krabby Krumpa, feel this defeat, and they 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 scurry them off into the pits inside the... Hey, hold on, side note, so the restaurant sells crab, and it seems like there are humanoid-like crabs... Working at the restaurant in the back? Is there a sinister They just work in the back. Nobody's seen them before. Okay, but is there a sinister connection to how they may be able to supply such giant crab at such low prices? <laughs> I, I guess we're going to find out, Gorb. <laughs> okay, all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> not 58 seconds. All right. Oh, um, Krabby, Krumpa, do not us eat. I'm gonna make you finish the full song. But feeling defeat. <laughs> 44 seconds. Fill it out. Or get your uh, time. Ready. Okay, so they go in and <laughs> Boom Bobo starts to try and eat the Krabby Krumpas. And they do not like that. Do they have so, pincers? So they start to pinch him. They start mm-hmm. to pinch him on his toes, and he's losing toes, right? You know what I mean? Wait, was he wearing oh. open-toed shoes in the back of the restaurant? They have a... You have to sign a contract that says no open-toed shoes, but, you know... Boomby yeah. Boomba boom, cannot fit his feet inside of any shoes. Okay. All right, seven, six... <laughs> uh, all right. Woo! I'm really interested to see how one of these crabs saves Christmas. <laughs> All right, do you have your 11-minute timer set up? Oh, God. Um, yep, okay, go. Is it started? Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they follow Philip. Who, so Krabby Krumpa. Yeah, yeah. So they follow Philip, um, who looks like a human, but almost seems as if he's several sort of uh, small <laughs> crab creatures uh, in a costume pretending to be a human. But not to make assumptions, you know. Not to make assumptions, not at all. And we're assuming we I, I I made a assumption earlier that there was a sinister connection between the very, very low prices <laughs> of high quality large crab in Montgomery, Alabama, um, and the massive amount of probably slavish like crab oompa loompa labor. But the there place. must not be any sinister connection. Well, you know, I, I have I I'm making assumptions, and that is, you know, that is uh, wrong of me. <laughs> For all we know, Philip just might have some sort of, you know, muscular syndrome, and the crab people could be gainfully employed, receiving yeah. happy wages. There you, you know, go. I'm, I'm not. But we're we're not, just not going to ask what everybody's eating. <laughs> trying not to read into things, you know. And no where we where we left off, boom ba doom boom was uh he got pinched by the crabs. Yep. He lost a couple toes. He lost a couple toes. And he's, you know, he's screaming, right? You know, kind of a crybaby. Um, mm-hmm. To be fair, though, he is bleeding 
<laughs> kind of a crybaby. I mean, come on. I mean, like it was, it was lose a couple toes. Relax. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say that it was a clean cut, and then that seven toes came off completely. But it was not a clean cut in the sense of the jagged, rugged nature of the wound. <laughs> And the copious, copious amounts of uh, of blood pouring out. Oh, God. Yeah, and so... What happens to him? Does he continue on their journey, or is he no, just no, done? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, so tapioca... What was it? Tapioca... Chili flakes. Chili flakes um, and barley. <laughs> they look on in horror, and Philip says to them, and sort of like a... Uh, a very distorted voice that sounds like several crabs <laughs> trying to imitate a person. Um, hold on, let me uh, let me get it. <clears throat> um, and it's, it's something along those lines. Um, he tells was, them, Are you sure you're not a conglomeration of crabs? I had it on recording. Um, so uh, I'm just going to translate for you. He says, "Get to the raft." Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And it just happens that there's like a little, a little like table that's like higher up than the crab people stand. Yeah. Um, and it says raft on top of it. Well, there you go. And the reason that Philip would say this is because working so closely with the crab people for so long. I mean, Philip's seafood's there. There's no knowing where we're going. Yeah, he's he's. It's been in business for decades. Yeah. Maybe centuries. It's hard to trace the history. Um, he knows that the crab people, once they smell blood, they swarm. Um, yeah. That's how it goes. So, you know, Philip hops up onto the raft with them. And as uh, Bombadubum is, is <laughs> bleeding profusely... About like seventy to maybe a hundred and seventy. Oh God! You know, about two foot, maybe three foot high crab people start to swarm. Um, let's just <laughs> say within within three minutes, there's nothing but a skeleton left. The second there was a drop, there was no hope. Yeah, it was just yeah. You know, and obviously after this, Philip has the talk with the you know tapioca, chili flakes, and barley about. Under any circumstances, do not do, bleed. Do not bleed. Do not bleed in the back of this IKEA. Seven it, minutes. I don't. I don't need to reiterate how ravenous these creatures are. Um, yes. And they're like, no, no, no. Po- point well made. Um, <laughs> tapioca chili flakes being a reasonable adult is like, I think I need to call the cops and leave. And he's like, be my guest, but you got to cross that crab swarm. And she's like, never mind, I'll continue. <laughs> All right, I'll stay. All right, I'll stay. Um, sorry, I'm getting, to, I'm getting off, off, off kilter. Um, so, they, you know, they, they hop on the table. And then, you know, they do a couple table hops. So they're, you know, because there's still some leftover, like, Ikea sitting room furniture amidst yeah. the tanks. Um, so, yeah, they... they do like a floor is lava instead of lava it's swarming crab people um and they make it down to the other side and they continue on the tour some uh, planets still play that game yeah it's a popular game popular gangland among philip and the human employees of philip's uh crab shanty um <laughs> by the way after they make it down safely uh philip radios in uh, greg and says clean up on aisle three Oh, I, have, I have an important question, Gorb. 
Yes, what's up? Is it December? No. Oh. No. Okay. It's August. Um, <laughs> time check? Five minutes. Five minutes. Okay. Let me know when there's a minute left. Okay. All right. So Philip continues on the tour. Greg is cleaning up the gruesome, bloody human remains um, in the back. Now, Philip is explaining, you know, how they they get the crabs at such low, low prices. Um, and he explains... Unprompted? What did you say? Unprompted? I mean, it's a tour of the restaurant. So it's oh, yeah. how things work, right? I mean, that's what you get for sniffing the you soup. You know how I got these crabs? Yeah, so he explains, yeah, so... He says, you know, I've got a good, my best friend from high school, he runs a crab boat up in Alaska. We get these crabs at, like, really cheap prices. He hooks me up. Um, tapioca chili flakes asks, like, you know, uh, what are these crab people? Like, why do they <laughs> work here? And he's like, oh, you know, my cousin, his grandfather started experimenting with sea monkeys back in the 1880s. A lot of genetic, you know, sort They're of just people with leprosy. What'd you say? Nothing. No, no. So anyway, it turns out they're all gainfully employed. Yeah. And they like, live in an underground city below the Glad island. we didn't assume. Yeah, exactly. Don't make assumptions. And the crab is just, he gets it through a hookup in Alaska. Yeah, there you go. Now. Anyway, so they continue on the tour. Um, you get to the end. Because to be fair, it's... um. It's not a chocolate factory. It, it's not. Aside from the Oompa Loompas, you know, the crab creatures, it's really... The crabby Kroompas. It's a seafood restaurant with one dish. There's really not that much amazing... <laughs> it's not complicated. Not really that complicated. The massive amount of crab labor is mainly just because they have so many patrons. They have to produce... Yeah, there you go. Gotta yeah. fulfill those orders. Well, that's a lot of work. Um, and also because they live below the Ikea, like half the Ikea is just where they hang out above ground. Um, yeah. yeah. So they get to the end of the tour and he walks them to the rear of the building, which is like only like 50 feet. It's an Ikea. It's not, you know, it's not Mall <laughs> a, of America. A few living rooms deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Mall of It's an Ikea. Um, and he's like, all right, congrats. You won the, uh, the sniff prize. Is there a... Wait, who won? Barley or or uh, or Chili Flakes? Well, that's what uh, Chili Flakes asked. She was like, I heard there was going to be cash. And he was like, where'd you hear that? <laughs> like, uh, she was like, well, I assumed it was a... <laughs> you won! Be, there'd be a cash prize or something. And she was like, uh, uh, no. this is, The prize was to see how we make the crab. And she's like, this is fucking stupid. I can make crab at home. Barley's like, where are my parents? And then as soon as he says that, <laughs> Tapioca Flakes, Chili Flakes, slams her hand in anger on uh, what she thinks is going to be like her purse. But instead, she misses just a bit and catches the edge of a wooden crate. Oh, no. Now, Philip hasn't fully opened up the garage door yet. Oh, God. It's just a drop, a drop of precious human blood. It also happened that the it's other crab, crab City was like on lunch break, so there were a lot of them up there. Let's just say no humans walked out of that IKEA that day. <laughs> Two minutes. Charlie's parents didn't even. Uh, Barley's parents didn't even go. They don't even know he's missing because they live in. The- <laughs> anyway, time check. How much time I have? One minute forty-five seconds. Okay. 
so long story short, I'm going to get to the point about how the how a crustacean saves Christmas with Philip, who, by the way, was a human. You know, oh. he, just, he had a muscular condition. Oh, um, there you go. We can't but, make assumptions. That's yeah, the but, theme. Yeah, don't make assumptions. Um, but to be fair, though, uh, modified sea monkey crab hybrids can't own property in Alabama. Well, Most people don't know that they're a thing. So now that Philip's dead and the restaurant, you know, doesn't work because there's no humans to run it, um, they're all unemployed. And the Ikea gets sold to a Walmart and it's going to be, you know, torn apart. And they have to find a new home. Luckily for them, Philip's buddy comes by to visit right before it's sent to the Walmart. Oh, thank he God. Sees, he sees, what did you say? I said, oh, thank God. Yeah, he sees the crab people recognizes the very familiar plight to the modern American, the plight of unemployment. And he says, uh, why don't you come up with me to Alaska? Uh, time check. What a kind man. Yeah. 30 seconds. So they form sort of like an underground crab people, you know, boat train to Alaska. The crab people actually hate crab fishing. It's brutal. Nobody likes it. Well, there and you go. It just so happened that, there was an elf labor strike that December, which is about a couple months what? later. Because it takes time to get to Alabama from Alaska if you're going to, you know, crab walk. <laughs> Ten seconds. And they just happened to break the strike and provide all the needed labor for Santa that year. The most unexpected Polar, Spre- Polar Express happy ending. <laughs> The, the theme was don't make assumptions. There you go. Now you know. Yeah. I, you learned it right here. Uh-huh.